Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. Uh, good morning. My name is Alex. It is June 26, 2023. This is our Monday show. We look back at the weekend, look ahead to the week and figure out what is ahead of us. Now, on today's show, we're talking about the crypto mini boom, the fact that IRL was a digital fraud and a 2022 unicorn that appears to be kicking butt. After that, a flurry of deals in and around Asia to reform the region's economy away from China. It's going to be very interesting, but let's start with the markets. Kicking off with the stock market, shares are mostly lower in Asia today, with Korean stocks standing out in the green. They are mixed in Europe, where a dramatic few days saw Russia, in the wake of its 2022-era invasion of Ukraine, deal with a partial insurrection with one of its paramilitary groups that it uses to project force abroad. The Wagner Rebellion did fizzle out, but does remain top of mind outside of the financial markets today. And here in the US, while well, stocks are set to fall at the open. From stocks to the silly stock market, what's going on in the world of crypto? Well, it turns out finally something happened. For the last couple of weeks, I have noted that the prices prevalent in the major cryptocurrencies have been flat, but this week, finally, something happened. In the last seven days, Bitcoin is up around 15% and ETH is up around 9%. Now, keep in mind, this puts the price of Bitcoin at around $30,000 and ETH around $1,900. So nothing that we haven't seen before, but it may still feel like a pleasant surprise to see risk on sentiment after the American securities regulator went after several American companies in the crypto space. Why is this happening? Why the boom? Well, I don't know, but it must be very welcome for crypto folks who have dealt with a stringent and long running downturn for some time now. Next up, startups. I moved startup updates earlier in the show today because I wanted to highlight a couple of things. First, late last week, the information reported that IRL, a social service that offered group calendars and chat to users, had 95% fake users and that it was shut down and returned capital to backers. Now, you've probably heard about IRL because it raised hundreds of millions of dollars. That included a mid-2021 Series C that was worth $170 million by itself. Now, TechCrunch reports that at the time that was led by SoftBank's Vision Fund 2 and valued the company at $1.17 billion, or you can do the math, a pre-money valuation of a flat billion. Clearly, fraud is bad, but fraud also tends to become more prevalent in boom times. So the fact that IRL, which raised in mid-2021, the peak of the last boom, was a fraud is not that shocking. Just, just don't do frauds, don't lie, because you will get caught, and then everyone will mock you and hate you. Second, a much more positive story. Security compliance process company Vanta, which was last valued at $1.6 billion in mid-2022, not 2021, thanks to a $110 million round has, according to Forbes, quote, at least doubled its annual recurring revenue every year since its founding to an estimated $80 million. Now, Vanta competes with companies that you've heard of, like Drata, and more or less, compliance is just a big enough business that we are seeing multiple unicorns rise in the space. But what's really fun here is that the 80 million ARR estimate gives Vanta a roughly 20x ARR multiple. Mix in a bit more growth and that figure is going to start looking really, really cheap. In short, if Vanta wanted to be aggressive, it could go public this time next year. Now, it won't because founder and investor exit risk tolerance today is basically nil. But it is worth noting that some recent unicorns do appear to have defensible valuations even if that's not the case for many 2021-era unicorns like, I don't know, IRL. And finally, TechCrunch reports that London-based Treasury Spring, all one word, has raised a $29 million Series B, 
What does it do? Well, it helps other companies manage their cash. In a higher interest rate environment, getting max yield for your money is not just good business, it's good stewardship. And frankly, after the implosion of both Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic, cash management is no longer something that a startup might want to do. It is something critical. TechCrunch reports that some Treasury Spring customers are putting millions into the startup's care, which is really, frankly, a great way to build AUM or assets under management quickly. With 250 customers and another 100 onboarding, I gotta say it, not bad. Well done. Finally, chips, India, and China. I want to collect a couple of stories here together, so please just roll with me. Starting off, TechCrunch reported the following today, and I loosely quote, Amazon plans to more than double its investment in India in the next seven years. They will join a roster of other high-profile American giants wrapping up commitment to the South Asian market after meeting with Prime Minister Narendra Modi this week. The e-commerce group has invested about $11 billion into India thus far and plans to pour another $15 billion into the country by 2030. Now, that $15 billion number is an extension of money previously committed but did give India another solid headline this week. And Amazon is absolutely not alone. Other reports are out there that Micron technology and applied materials are also going to invest more in India, albeit from a chips perspective, instead of e-commerce. Sticking with chips and Asia for the moment, the Japanese government is taking JSR Corp private. JSR's board has endorsed the deal, saying that the deal is worth a 41% premium of its last price. Who's taking it private? Well, it's the JIC or the Japanese Investment Corp. Now, what does JSR do? Well, a couple of things, but the deal is mostly being hailed as a chips-focused transaction. An investor deck said that selling to the JIC will enhance the global competitiveness of the Japanese semiconductor sector, and frankly, yes, it will. And finally, one more chip story. Apollo, the private equity group that owns Yahoo, TechCrunch's parent company, is investing between $1 and $2 billion into WolfSpeed, an American chips company, to help it expand. So why did we package all of that together? Well, first up, U.S.-India economic and technology ties are no small affair. They showed that the U.S. wants to expand its economic ties to India, a key counterweight to China, from both a corporate perspective and a geopolitical perspective. Second, every country is really busy at the moment with chip security. This comes in both state-led forms, tax breaks and so forth, and investor reactions to government plans to bolster support for domestic chip production and research. India is going to get a bunch of American corporate investment, Japan is going to take control of its own domestic chip companies, and everybody wants to make their own silicon. The other way to think about this is that the through line here is China. There's a lot of concern in the market about China invading Taiwan and crippling or stealing its chips industry, so please expect more countries and more companies to keep investing both cross-border and domestically to ensure that every country has their own chip security. And finally, IBM is buying Aptio TechCrunch reports for $4.6 billion in cash. TC says that Aptio sells a, quote, platform to track how and where data lives in hybrid environments and how it's being used, in particular, how that tallies up in terms of financial and resource costs. I don't actually know what that means other than data, data, money, 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 cost. Anyways. Vista Equity Partners bought Aptio for $1.94 billion back in 2018, and we will chase down more about the deal, including hopefully the revenue impacts of IBM. But anyways, look, it's deal-making. It's 2023. Yay! All right, that is our show for this fine Monday morning, everybody. Don't forget, we are back on Wednesday. We are back on Friday. You can keep up with the show at twitter.com slash equitypod. Also, check out Chain Reaction, Found, and the TechCrunch Podcast from the larger TechCrunch Podcast Network. 
And if you're still here, you're still listening, that means you like equity. Thank you. So please go to bit.ly slash equity pod survey, capital E, capital P, capital S. Drop us your notes. We want to know what we're doing well, where we can do better. And that means we need to hear from you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. See you on Wednesday. Bye. Equity is hosted by myself, Editor-in-Chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm, and TechCrunch Senior Reporter, Mary Ann Azevedo. We are produced by Teresa Loconsolo with editing by Kel. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, and a big thank you to the audience development team and Henry Picavet, who manages TechCrunch Audio Products. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.